the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's called Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire. And that's the subject today, here on Times of Refreshing. You wake up on a cold winter morning and you throw a log on the fire for some fresh fire. Any sailor who's gone through the doldrums will tell you there's nothing more exciting and refreshing than a nice fresh breeze after the doldrums. Fresh wind, fresh fire. There's great significance in this statement, and it can be found in Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. Welcome to Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. We're taking a look at how God dealt with his people right after Jesus ascended into heaven and how he deals with us in the same way. When God begins to move, make no mistake about it, the devil is going to try to move also. He is the master manipulator and he is a copycat. So he sits back and he sees God pouring out his spirit. And so he says, I'm going to pour out some strange fire. I'm going to pour out the wrong spirit so I can try to get them off. And so for us, it's important that even though we're going to be emphasizing the move of God, emphasizing some of the things that we want to do in 2017, understand that we're not going to become a crazy house. Because a lot of times when people start preaching on stuff like this, people start saying, wow, it gives me license to be weird and act crazy. Remember, he's the Holy Spirit. And so what happens is we have to realize that the devil, he wants to, he wants to bring confusion in a way that is inexplain, unexplainable. For us, we have to see here that what they experienced was confirmation. It's confirmation. And there was a biblical reference for it. Amen. He said, the prophet Joel said, there's a biblical reference for us, for it. And so even though we are a church that believes in the power of God, believes in the gifts of the Spirit, we want to be, we want to do things decently and in what? Oh, and in order. This is one of the major problems that happens, is that people start getting spooky and weird. Jesus was normal. He was so normal that in order for the, 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 the guards to come and arrest him to find out who he was, Judas had to kiss him so they know who he is. He wasn't walking around with his prophetic business cards, chief prophet. He wasn't walking around, you know, spooky you know, so that's why I don't, I don't get down with a lot of these Jesus movies because they got him coming in. He's looking around all crazy. Oh, that's not the Jesus I know. 
what, what happens is he, he wasn't spooky. He was normal. He sat down. He ate fish. He said, touch my hand. He didn't say, don't touch me. I'm anointed. Can I have an amen? People get one prophetic word and they think they know everybody and know everything and can see. Start looking at you crazy like they can see all in your kitchen and everything. That's why a lot of pastors don't want this, this in the church because people start going crazy. Somebody say confirmation. That's the first thing. It's, it was confirmation. It's something that they had kept biblical reference for. Biblical reference for. It wasn't weird, some of this weird stuff. And I see this sometimes in, in Christendom. The people think the weirder you are, the more deep you must be. That's not God. It's not. Yeah, the archangel Michael, he visited me last night and helped me put my clothes on because I was having a hard time. And come on, dog. You're lying. Can I have You're lying, man. Quit lying and trying to sell books. Somebody say confirmation. We want a biblical reference. Now look at this. So that's number one, confirmation. Number two, revelation. Revelation. God wants to, when we see from here, it was confirmation for them. But number two, it was revelation for them. He told them that God would begin to speak to them in higher forms of communication. And as you read the book of Acts, you see God revealing to them things, revealing things to them over and over and over as they begin to journey in this process with God. God started to expose things to them, unveil things to them, disclose things to them as they walked on with him. They started getting insight into stuff that he had said before. Oh, remember when the Lord said this? This what is, is what he meant when he said that. When the Spirit of God begins to move, my, my, my prayer is, is not only do you and I and this church receive more confirmation, but more revelation this year. As the Holy Spirit, whoo! As the Holy Spirit begins to pour himself out that all of us in this room, more revelation begins to come to us. God begins to disclose things to us concerning our lives, concerning our future, concerning the church, concerning this country, concerning where we're going, different areas in our life. He begins to reveal things to us about, about things around us. My prayer is, is that God begins to, and I know we got the young people here today, but my prayer is that God begins to show you more things about your children that are living in your house. That he begins to expose things. That he exposed things that, that they're trying to hide. Pour out your spirit, Lord, and lay all things bare. We want to know. We want to we know. We want truth. And so what happens is God begins to bring revelation into our life. When the Holy Spirit was poured out, Revelation came to them. It's the way in which we should live, constantly tapped into the mind of God, and God begins to expose things to us on your job. Who you should be hanging with on the job and who you should stay away from. Concerning matrimony and spouses, don't you want God to give you revelation into who you should marry and who you should not marry? You want, we want God to give us revelation and to expose it. And let me say this, saints, in order for us, I like this, I like this. He says here, they went and they waited. 
We have to wait sometimes for revelation. Don't make a decision until God reveals it. Don't be impatient. Don't be hasty. They waited for the promise of the Father. When the Holy Spirit comes, then we have to still, we have to wait. Holy Spirit, give me insight into that and then leave it. Did you pray about it? Yeah, I prayed about it about two weeks ago. Has God spoken? No, not yet, but he heard me. Are you stressed? No. He's going to show me. But you need an answer now. I said, no, I don't. I need an answer when it's time for me to need an answer. And he knows when I need the answer. So I'm going to wait on the Lord. And I'm going to renew my strength. I'm going to mount up on wings as an eagle. Revelation. God will bring us revelation. He wants to give us revelation. He wants to expose us to new things. He wants us to be exposed to new things in ministry. New things about him. About our enemy. He wants to give us, expose us to new opportunities. But we have to be willing to wait for the revelation and be patient with it. And during those times that you're waiting, it's always good to have people around you that you know. And I want to say this right. Have a good track record of hearing from God themselves. Priceless. To have people around you look at their lives and say, man, God, speak to that person. And I see the fruit of it in their life. I want to sit down and dialogue with, it, with, with that person because I want to, I, I got to get in my flow. I'm still trying to, God's revealing some things, but I want some clear. That's what God wants to do as he pours out his spirit upon this church in 2017. Number three, write this down, inspiration. When the Spirit of God is poured out in the book of Acts, the church begins to form. It is birthed, it is formed, and it begins to form, and God begins to inspire individuals. He begins to inspire Peter. He begins to inspire John and James. He begins to inspire them. He causes them to do things that they wouldn't normally do. And I love this about Inspiration. Inspiration is the seed of God's dreams that he places in your hearts. Inspiration is the seed of God's dream that he places in you. And that he inspires you to do something that you wouldn't normally do. That's the beauty of inspiration. Because then it begins to grow and begins to take upon it. Of, take upon it take upon itself a form and begins to start being shaped within you. And then God starts to see his dream manifest within you. God had a dream and a desire to have a child of the seed through a virgin. He took the seed of inspiration and he placed it in Mary's womb. It began to grow and manifest. And then it was birthed for all the world to see. It wasn't Mary's dream. It was God's dream that he placed within her. And for us, he does the same way in the spirit. He takes his dream and he says, I want you to do that. Napoleon, I'm going to take you off that football field. 
and I'm going to put the dream of starting a church. And I want you to name it the well. And I'm going to use your bald head itself. <laughs> this wasn't my dream. <laughs> Can I have an amen, y'all? This wasn't my dream. I was minding my own business making a lot of money. This wasn't my plan. I was doing fine. But God has dreams, and he places them in you, and in you, and in you, and in you, and in you. Aren't you grateful for God's dreams? Hallelujah. He inspires you. He inspires you, and he inspired them. They weren't thinking about this. They were fishing. They were doing their own thing, and then God got a hold of them and said, this is what I've called you to do. This is what I've chosen for you. Inspiration this year. Inspiration. I want God to inspire some people. And not just inspire people to do stuff in the church. To inspire people to do something out there that's going to have a lasting impact upon people that are in the community and in the church. And so God wants to inspire us. He wants to take his dream and put it down on the inside of us and then cause it to germinate to the point that, man, you just got to do what God's asking you to do. And then you see God manifest his glory. And the last thing, and this goes back to the fire aspect of it, is number four, I just want you to write down the word holiness. Confirmation, revelation, inspiration. But when the Spirit of God truly is in your life, He'll begin to forge holiness within you. Because He's holy. And Jesus said, be ye holy for I am holy. My prayer is is that as the fresh wind begins to flow, that fresh fire is going to come so people see this awesome dynamic that's happening in our church, but this also happening in us individually. That God is burning off everything that will cause a stain in our lives. That he's purifying. And when, when, when you purify, it also helps to bring forth that brilliance and that shine that God wants us to have as saints of God. He's looking for all the dross to be removed from our lives. And so as the Holy Spirit is working through us, he's purifying something in us. And he's causing his name to be revealed. Holiness is a powerful weapon against the devil. When we allow God to forge holiness within our lives, it separates us. It causes us to appear different. And it, it, it causes confusion to the devil. When he looks at you and he says, there's nothing in them that I can grab a hold of to get them to go down the road that I want them to go down. Because they've allowed God to deal with all the the dross in their life. And they've allowed God to purify them. And when God purifies you and I, through the influence of the Holy Spirit as he pours out his spirit, realize, saints, he gets us to a place where he takes the taste out of our mouth for that which is detestable in his sight. He wants to remove the taste of it. He wants to purify our eyes. Purify our mouths. Purify our hands and feet. So that even the thought of doing some of the perverted stuff that we used to do, it just makes us sick to our stomach. Oh my goodness. 
That's what holiness begins to do. And then the devil comes along and he says, well, why don't you try that? No way. I have nothing to do with that. Well, why don't you look at her? No. Well, why don't you look at him? No. Well, why don't you get involved with this? Nah, man. That's sickening. And that's what had me going on a road to hell and destruction in my life. Can I have an amen? Holiness begins to create a fortified place. A fortified place within your spirit where you begin to realize that I have been separated from that type of stuff. I don't want to see that commercial, man. I don't want to get involved in that. That's not appealing to me. My spirit, it doesn't feel right in my spirit anymore. Because I've had the Holy Spirit now. And God begins to release fire in us. And he begins, those areas where he has to burn it off, he begins to burn it off. He sears it. He cuts it away. And the devil looks back and he says, what can I do? Because I can't get them the way I used to get them. Because the fire of his holiness has burned off every root that was there that drove them towards the things that were wrong in the sight of God. Now what can I do? And we begin to live our lives like that. We begin to live our lives in such a way that people look and they say, man, what happened to that person? I was on the bus. Rocket Ishmael, James Jett, Tim Brown, all these guys. And we're sitting on the bus getting ready to go to a game. And I'm sitting there talking to Rocket Ishmael. And some cheerleaders started walking by to get on their bus. And they weren't ugly. And I watched him. And he, he didn't look at them at all. And I looked at him. I said, man, I just saw you. Those cheerleaders walk by. You didn't even look at none of them. He said, no, because I'm saved. <laughs> he said, I'm saved. I said, man, how? But, but you don't. He said, no, nah, I don't look. I don't get involved in that stuff, man. I, I'm not, I don't get involved in that. I don't get involved in I said, really? I said, well, how do you get that power? <laughs> Can I have an amen, y'all? How do you get that? What is that? He said, because I'm the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit's in my life, man. He gave me power to overcome that. Whoa, really? I want, I want, I want to be, I want, what, I want that too. That's why I've been reading my Bible. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, go over here to Acts chapter 2. This is what happens. God, God will pour out His Spirit upon you and give you power to overcome sin and lust and perversion and stuff in your life. He'll cause you. The fire of God's going to come now. It's going to be painful. He's going to kill some stuff in you, but He's going to raise you up. This is what, can I have an amen? This is what God wants to do. Over 20 years later, over 20 years later, and now you, I understand, I, Dad, this is what He's talking about. Once I, gave, once I made a decision to give my life to God, I started acting just like him. Because the same God that was in him through the power of the Holy Spirit is the same God that got down on the inside of me and gave me power. Can I have an amen? To overcome filth and perversion in my life. It's the same power that he wants to give. And more, a lot of people want the wind, but they don't want the fire. 
And churches are full of people that want to win. God, use me to preach. Use me to cast out the devil. Use me to heal the sick. I want to do signs and wonders. I want to raise the dead. But will you be faithful to your wife? Well, I'm working on that. Will you live holy? When nobody else is watching, I'm praying through that. When you take ministry trips, will you still live right and live holy? If I lift you up, will you not get lifted up in your own mind with pride? If I start using you to raise the dead and the church is packed with thousands of people coming to get healed and delivered, will you still be faithful to me? If I bless you on your job and I make you a multimillionaire, will you be faithful to serve me? Or will you have too many vacations that you have to get to? If I bless you and promote you and make you the CEO, will you still have time to come off your perch and get to church on Sunday morning at 1030 and praise me and give me glory? That's where the fire comes in. Amen. That's where the fire comes in. And we start to realize that as a church, God wants to pour out his spirit, but it doesn't come without the fire. This year, God is going to pour out his spirit upon this church in a magnificent way. And I don't just mean at our church services. I mean at your house. Can I have an amen? We got to take this to our houses, to our community. And we have to let God use us wherever we go. And as the fire hits our lives, we'll be sustained through the wind. And we have to allow God to do this. And for us as a church, my expectation is that there's going to be more prophets raised up in this church more evangelists raised up in this church this year we're going to ordain more deacons and ministers in the church that it's time to move again but move in a way that is confirmation can I have an amen and that represents the kingdom of God there has to be an an expectancy that begins to hit our lives, that God, you're going to speak to me on a day-to-day basis, and you are going to visit me, and I'm going to have encounters with you, God. This is my expectation. Pastor, sit up there and said, fresh wind, fresh, fresh fire, 2017. That's my expectation. Wherever I go, on my job and business, raising my kids, that there's a freshness that's going to hit my life through the influence of the Holy Spirit. And God is going to fill me. He's going to baptize me with the Holy Spirit. He's going to fill me with the Holy Spirit. He's going to fill me again. And 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 in May and in June and in in August, that the Holy Spirit, he's going to keep on, whoo, my God, I feel this right now. That he's going to continue to fill me. That this year, inspiration, revelation, confirmation, holiness, All this is coming my way, and I'm embracing it. Lord, we thank you for this day. You've kept us, Lord, as we advance in this year and as we go forward. 
Lord, I pray that you would pour out your spirit upon all flesh, that our sons and daughters would begin to prophesy, and that you would begin to touch them in a real living way. Lord, they know our faith, but they need their faith. And I pray that, Lord, you would begin to release something in this hour that would dispel the works of darkness and bring light to your people. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that, God, even now, your wind would begin to flow and you would begin to respond in such a way to bring confirmation to us now about things that you have on our on your agenda. Lord, we want your dream to be realized and manifest in and through us. We are your people and you've brought us this far. Now lead us on. In Jesus' name we pray. Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also stop by our website, learn more about us, and drop us an email, thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then, of course, by phone, 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. As you visit our website, don't forget to look for the link to our Facebook page. And if you're on Facebook, simply search The Well Christian Community. You can even follow Pastor Napoleon on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. Until next time, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Understanding.